Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Serp Shots Gaming Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler, and with me today is Chris. Woo! Woo! And Dave. Woo? <laughs> Why hey, woo? We're bunch- hey, I'd rather be a woo we boy are- than a proud boy. <laughs> okay. We are wooing. <laughs> thank you guys for uh, tuning in and listening every week we go over a different topic in gaming uh just hang out have a good time uh so before we get into this week's topic is there anything in the news that you guys want to go over or just funsies you want to talk about well nothing really in the news per se but uh there is one thing that i wanted to talk about and i thought maybe we could maybe uh make it like Maybe like a every a reoccurring thing or like a monthly thing on the the podcast. But uh, listeners, I, I think we all as gamers have, of course, our gaming gripes. Now, most of the days, now the now the time, it always seems to be associated with um, microtransactions or a company uh, doing something stupid. Uh, like just this week, past week, Microsoft. Uh, decided on something stupid and then promptly did an about face on said stupid thing. However, my gripe this week actually comes from my trip today to my local GameStop. And now I'm a, I'm a game collector. Like I said on the last podcast, I have to have an app on my phone to keep track. And when I hit 2,000 games, we're going to have the biggest party. All right. No, I am planning that. When I hit 2,000, we will have a party. We'll have, like, a retro gaming party. And everyone's invited. But I'm not going to tell you when and where it is. Okay. <laughs> so, Lunch. But uh, my gripe was, though, I went to GameStop today because, you know, they're emailing me uh, today to let me know it's Pro Day. And uh, they're having a bunch of sales. It's buy two, get one free, used. PS4 and Xbox One games, and so I go, and I look around, and I also buy a lot of collectibles, because clearly I do, <laughs> And but those were all on sale, too, and I'm looking around, and I'm not seeing anything that really trips my interest, except for one uh, game. It's not even part of the sale. It's just uh, listed on clearance, actually, and, um, you know, as I, I said before, I love just a good, junky, schmaltzy uh, Japanese game every now and then. But um, I'm actually a big fan of the game uh, Deadly Premonition, which is a cult classic on PlayStation 3. It's one of those, you either love it or hate it. I would describe, I love it. Um, I love its plot. But I also love like Twin Peaks, which it is heavily inspired by. And it's also one of those things where it's kind of like the movie, the producers. They did everything wrong, but somehow it went right. All right. <laughs> so it, it's one of those situations. Well, anyway, Nintendo got exclusive rights to the sequel that I never thought was going to come for the Switch. And yeah. uh, so that was the game that was on sale. It was listed clearance. It was half off. It was 30 bucks. And so I take it up there, and what was even better, it was cheaper to buy it new than used because of the clearance price. And so I take it up there now, and uh, the guy was just first like, 
we don't have this at all. Uh, we don't have it in stock. And part of me is getting a little argumentative because, well, wanting to get a little argumentative because, well, you have the game case here, clearly. The game card must be somewhere. So someone did a boo-boo. But that's not what bugged me. But this is also now, I've noticed this as a reoccurring pattern in all of the game stops now. And this was another thing as to why I didn't really find anything today. Uh, GameStop has started to restructure their stores. And I understand why they are doing this. I really do. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. So instead of having, you know, a section, you know, of PlayStation 4 games, and you know this section's the new section, this section's the used section. And you can easily go between the two. Now they just have one game case up in their PlayStation 4 section that has the price for new and the price for used. However, it is a crapshoot now if you pick that game up and take it up to the counter on whether or not they have it. They don't, like, remove a price sticker or anything to let you know, oh, we're out of stock on the used copies, you know, or vice versa with the new. So that led to my anger today because I couldn't really find really any deals I wanted to do because, you know, I don't know if we have used or new in stock because I can't just look and tell. I'd have to take like a bunch of games up there, and which I have done before, because I run, uh, at my job, I run the school's video game club, uh, well, our hobby club that, you know, does video games. And I was trying to buy a couple of games for the school with this new system, and, uh, you know, I keep taking them up there, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have that, we don't have that, or uh, we only have new and I didn't want to buy new because they had a buy two, get one free deal. And I'm trying to maximize, you know, the school's bang for its buck. So, you know, it's just, I find it so annoying that I can't even look at the shelf to see what you have in stock anymore. I just, you know, or if it's the version I want or if it's not, it's just, it's so stupid when we had a system that worked. And I understand they're trying to use less space because uh with playstation 5 and xbox series x out now you know really they aren't even backwards compatible they just play the games and even like have a boost in performance on those so you know they're made for those games as well as the systems made specifically for the hardware so i understand that they're probably going to have them you know both in like the same spot and taking up space and it might eventually get back to normal in about like you know when we finally start phasing out all the ps4 and uh xbox one games but the way i'm looking at it that's still like a year and a half to two years away and instead we've got this uh game this system where it's basically 50 50 if you actually have what i want in stock at all you know or in as or if i can use it for the deal so it's like if I were to do buy two, get one free, well, I might take three boxes up there and I might get told, oh, we only have uh, two of these uh, new and one of them's used. And I'm like, I hate you. That was so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they could do better, but, you know, because they had a good system already. I just want them like you fixed something that wasn't broken, you know? <laughs> so, Dave, let me ask you this here, uh, just kind of listening yes. to your explanation. Do you think part of it doesn't have to do with the new consoles and maybe just a restructuring to be 
less crowded with COVID? That could be it too. Um, I did think about that because they are trying to, you know, maximize their space. And who knows, maybe after all this craziness is over, they will go back to that system. But um, I would argue, though, that that is less hygienic because or less it's more work intensive, because if I'm touching all these game cases to go up and say, Mm. I want these games and then they're like, oh, we don't have these, you know. I could be nice and put them back on the shelf or then that person's going to have to put them back on their shelf or, you know, wipe them down, then put them back on the shelf. So what we have now is like a lot of people touching things that didn't necessarily need to be touched. Gotcha. So, yeah. so that's my argument for it. So question for you, did this change happen? When did this happen? Did this happen recently or happened last year? Cause I know that like before COVID happened, GameStop was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now that COVID's happened, uh, GameStop's actually making money. Believe yeah, it or not. especially with the new console stuff. Which, on the one hand, yep. I know GameStop can be scummy at times, but uh, if you play the system or the game with them a bit, you can get some good deals. And especially if you're a collector like me and like collectibles and stuff, they're always putting that stuff on deep discounts. So, like, I was able to get all of like the Overwatch Ultimate figures for. I never paid full retail for them, which was nice. nice. But um, Chris, I totally forgot what your question was. <laughs> but the, my... qu- the, the, the question was, did this happen recently in 2021 oh. or did this change happen last year in 2020? It happened in 2020, I would say shortly before Thanksgiving. Because okay. that's when they had the last, it was like one of those pre-Black Friday sales. Mm-hmm. And I went to the store. Now, the school was gifted a very nice gift from the local police department of two Xbox Ones. But we only had one game between the two of them. But they also included oh. a very nice, yeah, one one copy of Overwatch, two Xbox. But that, they funny. did include a uh, two gift cards. One, like a $200 gift card to GameStop, the other for Walmart. So I took the GameStop gift card to pick up some games for it. And like the students were telling me, you know, hey, we would love Injustice 2. We want Jump Force. Uh, We would love another copy of Overwatch so we actually could play, you know, against each other or with each other. So, you know, and I'm trying to get those views so that way I can also be like, okay, we can buy one, get one free, and we can extend that. GameStop gift card gift uh, a bit longer than we could, you know, so that way things aren't coming out of like my pocket or we're not like um, having oh, the yeah. hobby, hobby club bake sale you know, yeah. for uh, for video games. Well, what's this bake sale for? You getting uniforms for the band? No, we're getting video games for the hobby club. <laughs> yeah. No, you can get some pretty good deals from GameStop. I, mm-hmm. It was probably over a year ago now at this point, but. I bought a couple of games that I kind of missed just because, you know, life happens. They were they were older games. They had a sale, a buy two, get one free. And I think I walked out of there with three games for 30 bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a yeah. great deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sometimes it's just like the little stuff that you get. And like, you know, I remember like for some reason, I just I never picked up Final Fantasy 13. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, it was five bucks at GameStop. 
Why, yes, I will spend $5 on this. I would have spent more on this, but since you're offering it for $5, I'll gladly take it. Uh, so that, that, that is my gaming gripe of the week. Just because, you know, it happened today. I was looking forward to uh, spending time with uh, Special Agent Francis York Morgan. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. So Amazon had to come to the rescue. Yeah. Also, listeners, uh, our good buddy James has also joined the podcast today. Say hi, James. Oh. <laughs> right. Well, before we get into our main topic of the week, Dark Zoom, uh, world understands you have kids, which means you have no life. Yeah, you have two good excuses. <laughs> uh, what is it? The four-year-olds in uh, how old's the youngest? Almost one. Oh, wow. Uh, Keep mm. you on your toes. Yep. Yeah. Is he mobile? Is he walking? He crawls. Uh, he's he... I thought object permanence wasn't a thing yet, but oh, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like he remembers where the places he's not supposed to go are. <laughs> he just crawls right to them. So, worse, he's clever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, James, I do have a question for you. This was on Reddit this week. A gentleman had to get rather inventive because, uh, and I finally just realized after looking at this picture for a while why he had to do this, but he covered his Xbox One in like a bolted down, like mesh, like, you know, paper filing cage or something. He like nice. literally had to put his, and I see the t picture is of a toddler trying to push the bright white Xbox One power button through the mouth. Uh -oh. <laughs> then I started thinking, why, yes, a toddler's favorite thing to do is push buttons, and God help you if you get in the way of said activity. Have you encountered that ever? <laughs> I keep it up high. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're mean daddy, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You're smart. No cage. <laughs> Keep it up high. I'm I'm six two. My wife's five ten. We can reach things a lot of, a lot better than the little ones can. Oh yeah, okay. At least until they start climbing, I take it. Yeah, <laughs> and the four year old is really good with uh, bringing stools to wherever she needs to go. <laughs> Clever girl, nice. but. My PlayStation 4 actually serves as a uh, Disney Plus Ooh. an Amazon streaming product more than it does an actual PlayStation 4. I gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming for the, the four-year-old, more than likely. Yes, for, for kids' shows. Although I did manage to watch The Mandalorian. Nice. nice. Oh, Mando. <sighs> Complete side note to gaming, watch WandaVision. So good. I watched the first two episodes. It's good television. I'm enjoying it thus far. Third prints it up. I would talk to them. I I would love to see that when I get a chance. I haven't watched it yet. Uh I actually don't have a Disney Plus. Uh do you have any friends I'm, or family that do? 
I do, but I want to be able, what I think I'm going to do is uh, do actually what Chris's family does. You know, each member of the family pays for one service and they all share the passwords. But mm -hmm. I think yep. what I might do then is actually I might uh, pay for HBO Max mm. and then share that with my parents mm. and uh, in exchange maybe get Disney Plus from them. So, uh, but I also want to see, uh, because I'm, I'm a weird individual, I like the DCEU movies and I want to see them. So <laughs> I want to see the full extended Justice League and I want to see Wonder Woman 84. Ah. I, I, I liked Shazam. I, and I want to see Mortal Kombat and Godzilla vs. Kong. I want to see those. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially Godzilla vs. Kong because I... I love the monster verse that they've been making so far. Hmm. Very nice. Well, gentlemen, let's have go we ahead and get over the main topic. Yet? We have not. not yet. We're, we're I was not. about to say, no, you're good. I was gonna say, let's go ahead and jump into the main topic. Right. So the main topic this week was what would be your perfect match made in heaven or whatever realm you believe in of developer, publisher and IP intellectual property. So who is really excited about one of theirs that wants to go first? Hmm. I could just pick randomly. I don't know if anyone. Well, you know what? Or... Well, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and give one of mine first, and it's one I right. did not tell you guys about yet. Okay. So here's my gaming gripe: is Capcom has been on a roll recently. They've yeah. nailed their Resident Evil games. They have mm -hmm. nailed Monster Hunter. They have finally made that the international hit it's been born to be. Mm-hmm. They have dropped the ball in their fighting games. They have dropped mm -hmm. the ball so hard. Mm -hmm. So, in my perfect universe, Arc System Works would make the next Marvel vs. Capcom game. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, their work on Dragon Ball Fighter Z proved they can make the 3v3 system work flawlessly and take animated characters and make it look just like the animation on TV. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. No, that one, that would really fit their style that they've already, you know, set out um, and have done before already. And they also have experience doing crazy crossover fighters like uh, mm -hmm. Blaze Blue cross tag uh, tournament. Yep. Bringing in Ruby, was... uh, Persona, Blaze Blue yep. series. Yeah. Uh, Arcana Heart, um, God, a few mores, uh, just a lot of different silly stuff, and it was so well done. Now, that'd be a good one. I just, I didn't really play a whole lot of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I just, I kept hearing all the bad news. Can someone, can you update me on? So, he, here's, here's the biggest problem with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Mm-hmm. It looks bland, so instead of going with the comic book style like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 had, it went yeah. for a very generic, oh, this is high-definition look. It's slower. Oh, really? It's only 2v2. Oh. Um, and they have zero X-Men fighting characters in it. Yeah, that, that, was the, that was always the biggest thing I'd heard about that game, was that... 
because it was during the kind of Disney dispute and and not really wanting to, and it happened in, in other you know Marvel areas like in the comics, right, where they really stopped well, pushing the X Men, right? And the Fantastic Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, because uh, they were like, well, it's all about the movies now, and we don't have mm-hmm. the rights. Ironically, they now have I them. So I do recall <laughs> the style visuals being. You're right. Like, uh, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 had a really nice, you know, kind of semi-comic booky anime style where it had, like, the thick black lines, mm-hmm. the semi-cell-shaded look. You know, it did uh, look when like you did When you did the co- with the combos, it always came up in this, like, uh, comic book uh, font. Mm-hmm. Like, marvelous, fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, uh, really... Uh, they lost a lot of style, I would say, with this iteration. So it lost style, but more importantly than that, it lost momentum. It was so slow. It was such a slow fighting game. Okay. And they put a very heavy emphasis on a uh, system with the Infinity Stones. So you would choose your two characters, and then you would choose an Infinity Stone to activate at some point in the match to like slow down your appointment, opponent or do extra damage or whatever. So like built-in buffs and nerfs? Yes, that you would have you could activate after a, a meter oh. filled up. Huh. Mm. Which were is they, like, were they, they tr- hoping it was gonna be like more I don't know, methodical? Like more of a thinking man's fighting game, so to speak? I think that was the theory, but that's not that's what Street Fighter's been great for. Street Fighter's mm-hmm. has always been the more methodical, you know, footsie style uh fighting game. Mm-hmm. Marvel vs. Capcom has been the crazy town I, banana pants. Oh I, yes, I would argue with you. Think the electricity. That's Street Fighter. I would say uh, I would feel Tekken <laughs> and Virtua Fighter are the more footsie methodical ones. Well, let me rephrase that. The, mm-hmm. Street Fighter is the more footsie methodical one of the two D plane fighters. Yeah, yeah. For three D fighters, um, yeah, I would agree yeah. with you, Dave, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Marvel vs. Uh, Capcom was always supposed to be more pizzazz, oh yeah. more. It's it's uh, supposed it's, to be fast it's in your and face. fun. It's fun. It's supposed yeah. to be an explosion for the eyeball. Now, this Infinity Zone system sounds almost like the failed uh, gem system from Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which that was a game that was supposed to go places, hopefully, because it was finally two major fighting. For, but then uh, they pooped the bed with having on-disc DLC and then this gem system, which they were originally going to try and pitch and make as DLC. And these gems were basically like buffs and uh, that you could apply to your fighter or nerfs that you could activate against the opponent. Is this the same thing? It's it's similar there, but they're... I'm trying to remember all the different ones there. So okay, like one of them... I get where the complaints are coming. That's like doubling down on a bad idea, at least in... Well, and... At least so, in Tekken, you could shut that... You just didn't have to play with that system. So, and, and viewers don't crucify me if I get this wrong here, but I believe it was the Space Stone that would confine you to a space where you couldn't get out of things. Where you couldn't... It kind of like a cage that you were stuck uh, in in the fighting. So it's not just not buffs and nerfs. It fundamentally broke the rhythm of the game. So... It could literally break the rules of the game, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a, it's a, yeah, it just kind of breaks the game, actually, right? It makes it Yeah. Fun. Now, sometimes that's fun. a little fun. Like, uh, they did it well with Mortal Kombat 11 with Gearus, who could 
you know, since he controlled the sands of time, he could literally attack the timer in the game. But wow. uh, but that's one thing, you know. And yeah. It kind of fits with his character, but still. This no, is every mean. team up. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. It pooped the bed. Got it. It 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 pooped the bed hard. <laughs> Long and hard. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. No, but I think that would be a great idea because arc system works are always like visually spectacular and fast paced. So, side note here: Has anyone seen any of the trailers for the new Guilty Gear Strive coming out this year? No, no, I have not. You need no. to go look that up. It is breathtaking how visually amazing that game looks, and that's also a game that I feel is a sleeping series for fighting games that more people need to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, no that that one was always a fun one to play at uh, uh, at your house. Actually, we'd play that a number of times. I actually have it on my Switch now. Uh, Guilty Gear nice. Xard uh, Rev. No. Oh, Arc sign. Yeah. Master in that series, though, is their stupid naming. The, yeah. The naming conventions that are even worse than Microsoft's. How, yeah. How oh, jeez. Exard. 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 Okay. Exard. Yeah. Okay. So, so actually, to 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 jump on that 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 gamer grape that that we're talking that we were talking about before, did you guys hear about the interview of um uh was it the the director of like a way out and some of those other like smaller ea original titles basically oh, uh, trashing the, the uh the the xbox naming conventions it was pretty entertaining i did not see that i have not seen that but you know i, I agree wholeheartedly uh xbox xbox 360 xbox one xbox series x xbox series s right mm -hmm. like for for sh uh, short purposes, I will just uh, refer to it as the Xbox Series whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, PlayStation Five. I mean, it's unoriginal, yeah. but at least you know where you are. <laughs> you know what it is. I, I don't think yeah. it's any surprise that Xbox. That we... mm -hmm. Next Xbox okay. name. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, just generation after this X Xbox. Generation after that, X, X, Xbox. Oh my. That's you know, what... The next Xbox. Go. Super Saiyan yeah. God, Super Saiyan Xbox. No. Yeah. It, it is confusing, though. And, and mm. I don't think it's any surprise that, for whatever reason, when the uh, Xbox uh, Series X and S launched, that the numbers spiked for the Xbox Ones. Because mm -hmm. I think there is yeah. so many confused consumers going, yeah. I'm getting the new Xbox. And they found, oh, hey, here's an Xbox. Let's buy this, right? And I Oops. used to whine about that because it's just like, how could you not know the difference? You know, back when the Wii and the Wii, when the Wii U launched, I'm like, well, you know, and now I'm just realizing that it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that was a really stupid idea. Why don't you just call it the Wii 2 or... The Super Wii, even, you know? Well, mm -hmm. And that really bit Nintendo in the ass. Just that oh, yeah. naming convention, because mm -hmm. there is plenty of people who, you know, we're really not in that that, that crowd necessarily, right? We're, we're hardcore gamers, right? Oh, we, yeah. we, we follow this stuff because we're really, really into the hobby, right? Yeah. But, 
you know, the average consumer out there, like, why would I buy a Wii U? I have a Wii. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, like, when I, w I was in the store one time, and, you know, the kid was just like, oh, mommy, we want to get the Wii U. You already, that's just an add-on for the Wii. We're not getting that. And I'm just like, and at the time, you know, me being the hardcore gamer just went, ah. <laughs> but now me as getting into the, being the older, cranky uh, collector, it's just kind of like, Nintendo, what the heck? Mm. Yeah. That was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we got the Switch out of it, which, mm, mm, chef kiss, mwah, love. Yes. The the switch yes. really is what I think Nintendo wanted the Wii U to be. I oh, yeah. really do think that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they wanted to give up their the 3DS uh so quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, you know, yeah. it's really worked out I... for for us fans though cuz now we get so much more output from the Nintendo uh developers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, and I can play it a lot more cuz I I it's it's the handheld that's kind of really powerful and tries to be a like a console as well. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. when Tyler sent showed me the video and I was laughing until they showed it on an airplane. And at that very second, I realized Nintendo has my money. <laughs> it's just a matter of time until yeah the transition takes place. You know, I, I was because I play a lot more. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'll admit, right here, here, here's a, a point of humility for me here. But I was one of the idiots out there who's like, well, it's just a tablet, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know, Breath of the Wild came out, and then I ended up buying one anyways. A couple months later, mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't help myself, and I, I don't regret my purchase. It's been oh, a great, no. great little machine. Oh, yep. it's been magnificent. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Although, <laughs> speaking of flying. Uh, here's a good story for tonight. I got to travel with someone I was teaching the the ropes to, and I had Mario Kart because that is awesome. If you ever have to fly, I highly recommend playing Mario Kart with someone. Maybe getting an adult beverage. It doesn't even feel like flying after that. It just feels like you're sitting there playing a game. It is magnificent. Well, we both happened to be doing that, and he got behind, because I may have shelled his butt to oblivion, um, <laughs> and so you get the really good items. So he got a bomb. <laughs> we are 30,000 feet up in the air. <laughs> oh, yes. You know where this oh, going. no. <laughs> oh, yes. So he started taunting me, sitting right next to me, saying, I've got a bomb. I've got a bomb. Oh. And I quickly shouted, yes, you've got a bomb because we are playing Mario Kart. <laughs> After the race. Because I had to win the race first because I have my priorities. <laughs> After the race, I turned to him and said, do you realize what you said? Do you realize where you are? <laughs> So no stewardess came up and was like, uh, excuse me? You're fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're fine. The air marshal and first would like to talk to you. But we were fine. No one bothered us. Thank uh, goodness. Well, no, of course not. They thought you had a bomb. Huh? 
<laughs> These guys are crazy. They're going to blow the plane. That guy had a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, let's return to on topic time. I think yeah. Tyler, yes. were you? Uh, are we doing two each we'll, or? Oh, well, we'll let's go through our first round first, and then we'll go through a second round. And if there is a third round, just depending on timing, and whatnot. Okay. Okay. Well, we might revisit more silly stories, considering what James just told. I've, I've got a couple gaming silly stories too. Uh, but uh, if. <laughs> Okay, so I thought I have two. Um, the first one, though, I, I guess is the one I really want. And this actually went around as a rumor on the internet uh, a couple years ago. And when I heard it, I was just like, why is this not a thing? Um, but what I would love to see happen, um, because I really feel that we haven't gotten a good game with these guys since uh, uh, Super Nintendo days, actually. Um, but I would love to see uh, Rocksteady do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Ooh. So, so the you know the Batman Arkham people doing uh, TMNT now. Um, and I, the you... reason. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I'll, I'll ask the question when you're ready. Okay, now, because I really like how the Arkham games are structured. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I really like about them, too, is also they try and incorporate a good number of characters into the plot as side missions. And mm -hmm. there is a diverse cast of, you know, Turtles characters from all different medias uh, that they could pull from to do the same thing. Uh, if I were them, though, I would um, not choose a set, like, canon or set version of the Turtles. I would do like they did with Batman and kind of make their own. Mm -hmm. And uh, But then they could pull from everywhere, and it's just like, oh, well, it's this version of, like... So if they wanted to have, uh, you know, the Krang in there, well, they could do it as just the one alien, or they could do it as the race of aliens like they did in 2012 you know either or is fine um they could have the shredder but then like you know you could have the main crew you could have like shredder bebop and rocksteady is kind of like you know the main bad guys but then you could get like you know side characters in there like um oh man why is his name um eluding me right now but like you could get like dirtbag well, and ground what <laughs> Of course, they'd have to have Rocksteady in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rat, Rat King. Yeah. Oh, the Rat King would be great. Um, uh, Dirtbag and Groundchuck were the set and sec second set of mutants that Shredder tried to create that rebelled against him. Mm -hmm. That would be like a fun duo to have. Um, uh, Slash. Slash would be great. Um, a metalhead malfunction or something, and you got to go after him. Uh, Leatherhead. And, you know, with Leatherhead, because he's been depicted as both uh, more often a uh, ally as opposed to a villain, but you could do either or. Um, God, why can't I remember his name? Uh, the Bat Alien. Uh, with the the uh, mosquito sidekick. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, that's, I'm going to kick myself once I... Hold on. Uh, that is fucking... <laughs> the living crap out of me because <laughs> I love that action figure 
viewer uh, listeners for those of you who don't know i also collect toys uh it's it's an addiction but uh, i have a complete set of original 85 uh animation turtles characters like all of them so hold on teenage mutant ninja turtles bat and of course i'd have to have you know the the very catchy teenage mutant ninja turtle song in the, mm. in the game right Mm-hmm. Um, so question with this idea of yours dave would you mm-hmm. want the rock study to move forward with having like one of the turtles as the main character and then like you play as the other characters during specific side missions or do you want to give would you want them to go kind of more oh, about, like wing you nut. go uh sorry go. wing That's nut fine. wing nut and screw loose yeah, Wingnut was the bat mute, uh, bat alien, and Screwloose was the uh, mosquito. And in the comics, uh, I don't know what it was, but the biology of uh, Wingnut allowed it so he couldn't sleep until uh, Screwloose, the uh, mosquito alien, took like a big hit off of his blood, and I guess put him in like a coma so he could fall asleep. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, so you were asking, would I want them to focus on a single turtle or play all play? of them? Okay, play, play whoever, right? You pick your turtle and you play the game as that turtle. Um, I would. I'm kind of actually waiting because even though it's not a Batman Arkham game, uh, Rocksteady is continuing the Arkham storyline with their new Suicide Squad game, and that's going to have multiple characters and allow for multiplayer. I kind of want to see what they would, how that goes, but I could easily seeing that that be kind of like a thing you could do mm-hmm. uh, with this, and um, you know maybe you know one person, each person plays as a different turtle. But I also have seen the system though, you know, ever since the NES days, where you know you can pick the turtle that you choose, and then. Uh, you know, at like any point, you can like you know drop into like a character change, like or you can like a drop maybe you drop in like a sewer lid, and then you pick your new turtle and then pop back up. So like you're playing as Leo, jump down in the sewer, pop back up, you're Michelangelo. And uh, Platinum Games did a Turtles game, uh, not too terrible long ago. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. It was it, it was just middle of the road they had some good ideas they had some terrible ideas but you could change your turtle at the drop of a hat at any time and i'm pretty sure the other four would follow you around but they might not have been the best of ai uh partners but uh so there's also that possibility as well or maybe you do it like as two teams like you know how in the arkham games you know, you'll like encounter a situation where you're fighting with Catwoman or with Nightwing, and uh, but then you can do like team up attacks, and then you can switch between the two at those points. Now, there's that possibility. Um, so, you know, the only other things I'm thinking about with this though is, um, you know, also Arc- uh, Rocksteady has shown pretty good at making open world city environments that feel unique. And the only thing I guess I would consider maybe troublesome is uh, 
you know, Batman Arkham got really good at getting Batman vertical very quickly, which, uh, aside from, like, a few, like, crazy ninja moves, the turtles are not as quick on, like, and can't fly either. So, you know, that would nope. be one thing. And no grappling guns or anything like that, yeah. Yeah, they got the grappling hooks, you know, but that's it, yeah. 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 So, I've got a couple questions for you here. So yeah, first question, first question would be, would you want it to be open world like Arkham City or Arkham Knight, or would you prefer it to be more Metroidvania-ish, as like Arkham uh, Asylum was? It would depend on the story, I would say. Okay. Um, I mean, because you know, with Turtles, it's New York, and but we've had that depicted so much in games that. Mm -hmm. um, they definitely yeah. could, you know, do something new and different and make it like its own kind of area. Like, you know, they could take it to Dimension X and, you know, that they could have a lot of fun and be very original with that. That hasn't been explored too much in uh, the media. But, uh, I mean, New York is, is New York, you know. You hear about it, you punch images on the computer, you're going to get, like, the same images, the same buildings. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's an iconic city. It's just, you know, they could have a little fun with it, I would hope, and maybe do like a different kind of art style. But at the end of the day, it's going to be like very eerily similar to the one that we like saw in uh, Insomniac's excellent Spider-Man game, you know? So, Which actually is a good segue to my second question here. Mm -hmm. Would you imagine it would have stealth side missions where you couldn't attack? using April O'Neil, kind of like they use Mary Jane in the Spider-Man game? I could easily see that being shoehorned in because they've done it with so many other games. <laughs> would that be that something would you be would really want? really cool, though, is that uh, if they gave you an option, though, at some point, though, you know how in some, certain games they'll give you the option to play as, like, a boss character and you just own everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could play as Master Splinter and do that because, you know, he's... He's older, he's wizened, he he doesn't need all of the flips and everything, you know, he could just take you out, you know, like, uh, free point palm, exploding heart technique, poom, 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 dead, you know, just, I want to say that that would be great, you know, to play as, you know, Master Splinter and just be able to, like, you know, in like a room full of Foot Clan, you know, you put Master Splinter in there, you know, the thing is, you're not locked in here with me, I'm locked in here with you. <laughs> Maybe have Master Splinter as like a uh, a meter build that you build up with combos. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I I wouldn't want him to be like Mickey from Kingdom Hearts Two, though. You know, like a meter build, or oh, you screwed oh. up on this boss fight. Let's let King Mickey come save you. No, I I, I would see more as something you would have to earn. And then you could choose when to use, or if you get beat up too much, he doesn't show up. Well, if we're not careful, we're going to give him the idea and they'll make it DLC. Fair enough. That's a great concept. Yeah, but that, that was idea number one. All right. Chris or James? I'll go next. Why not? <clears throat> All right. So this is... Uh first idea i brought props right so Ooh. i guess first thing I'll, I'll lead this in right so um 
This is an interesting topic. Um, interesting in the fact that you know we've actually had quite a bit of um, you know licensed games, good licensed games recently. Um, so it, it, with even what we were talking just a second ago about with the Insomniac Spider-Man. So I took the idea and went in a different direction. So I thought, hmm, what are some properties, not necessarily, you know, um, that something that's been done before. I, I went, hey, I really like a book series called The Dark Tower. What if the makers of Red Dead Redemption made a really weird Western and um, I would actually like them to do it how they did it in the comic book series. So yeah, I guess here I'll show my props. So I would like them to start with the Wizard and Glass, which is actually the uh, beginning of the story, where it starts with Roland. And it's in this very high fantasy world, right, where um, he's a gunslinger and he's a member of this kind of almost like chivalrous knight society. And... Um, his story is, I mean, I guess spoilers for a book that's been, you know, out forever, um, is about the fall of the, the great civilization. Um, <clears throat> and um, start from there. It'd be a nice big open world game, something that Rockstar is certainly very good at making. It would still be a Western, just be weird, right? Mm -hmm. it's, 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 you know, Stephen King book. And here is the very first... Uh, comic book that they made right so you get a nice picture of uh what at least they imagined rolling mm -hmm. i think that could be very interesting i would actually love to see what rockstar has to bring to more of like a, a fantasy setting because yeah. we have seen them do really nothing but exaggerated realism and the only time they seem to step out of that bubble was with the first red dead redemption undead game. nightmare Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And even that, because then we started having fun. I'm sorry. Which was good. Yes, it was. Oh yes, I liked mm -hmm. it. Great. I loved yeah. it. But I wish they would do that more because it was just it was like an experiment to me is what it seemed that I felt they did really well at. But you know, I don't. Honestly, I I don't care for the Grand Theft Auto games. I'm sorry, unpopular opinion. Um, but just first i'm not that kind of person that just you know i don't find necessarily all the joy in just being that much of a jerk or a mass murderer you know you know and some of the the things that people would do to try and sell me on this game oh well you could hire a prostitute and run her over and steal the money you just <laughs> gave her and i'm like that's freaking terrible <laughs> yeah yeah the the biggest uh thing that you can say for Grand Theft Auto is it is certainly a very big sandbox and it's it's like a game of games right like there's mm -hmm. different things that you can do inside of the game. I've never really clung to it because um I don't know the stories never really got me right. I'm like eh, I really don't care about any of this like high crime drama stuff. I gotta be and... in the right mood for it. Yeah, I like that for like movies and television shows, but I don't know if I really want to sink like hours and hours into a video game where I'm a crook, right? Mm -hmm. I, I want that like slice of life. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, like when I have played it to just like screw around, like I eventually just get bored because it's like a playground, right? Like it's really mm -hmm. fun in the moment, and then you're like, what am I doing here, right? Mm -hmm. 
See, when I have <laughs> games like that, I always prefer to have like superpowers. I want to be able to do something I could never, you know, something that I absolutely could not do. I mean, Grand Theft Auto, yeah, you can do things you, well, you well, do things you're not supposed to do. Right. But, it's, it's the criminal fantasy, right? Yeah, but uh, whereas. Uh, you kind of stuff and then walk out of a hospital after yeah. they take you down. Whereas yeah. in like, you know, like, uh, I think one of the best open world sandbox style games, though, that, you know, just gave me so many superpowers, though, and it literally made you a monster. And it just was just like, oh, I am the most powerful uh, prototype. I know it wasn't the most well received game, but it was the one that just gave it, it was the first one that made me feel maniacal. <laughs> I can run up this building and shoot my arm out like seven feet, <laughs> 700 feet and grab a helicopter out of the air yeah. and then do it again. <laughs> I know that was a fun game, mm-hmm. but, but it was just kind of like dumb fun, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know enough about the dark tower, but are there like, um, are there any like big creatures or a uh, fictional monster or anything that would make like, you know, like differentiate enemy types and stuff? Yeah. So basically it's, it's a, it's almost a cheater, right? Because the mm-hmm. um, dark tower actually includes all of Stephen King's works, right? It's all of his worlds kind of com- combined. Oh uh, yeah. So like so there it's, it's, <laughs> it's a multiverse. Literally. So like it, Christine. So, yep. so like, if if they wanted to, like a DLC, you know, could be, you know, like go hunt Pennywise. You could. I, I mean, it's it's you could farm it for that, right? There, it's mm-hmm. all the worlds are connected. I mean, it's not necessarily part of Roland's story, but it's a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. I'm just now. I'm just imagining the car from Christine. You know, <laughs> chase after it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it'd be a good place for it. Um, you know, I'm. I don't think I'm ever gonna get like my my uh, like HBO series for the Dark Tower, which I think if they were ever to do it on film, that's what I would really want. It would have to be something that's done with high production value, mm-hmm. making a, a movie which they did which i was gonna say didn't it start idris elba yeah the cast was fine it you know that wasn't the problem of the movie the the problem of the movie is they tried i mean it's the the book series is seven books right i mean Mm -hmm. it (laughs) and they didn't take the harry potter approach i take it no Gotcha. And not to mention the fact that they they took some some liberties with the, the actual plot, but mm. yeah, I get you. It it it's one of those movies like as a fan like it pissed me off, but it, like mm. watching it with my wife, uh, she's like, oh, this is pretty good. It's like, don't talk to me. I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I am obligated to keep yeah. loving you, but be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, funny. All right. Games? All right. 
mine might sound weird, but I stand by it. The Golden Age Green Lantern by the team that made Scribble Knots. The reason being, mm, that's an interesting choice. All right. Okay. Okay. Green Lantern has not been done justice. Pun is accidental, not intended. With any video game that he's been in, okay, it's always a few rote things that he can do that were developed by the video game designers. The thing about Green Lantern is he is restricted by his willpower and by his imagination. Like, the ring can do a lot of freaking stuff, which is why I thought Scribblenauts. Because with that, you could just, like, type in something, and it was there. Now, the ring power would be the limiter, but... I really like the idea of just being able to develop like my own things to move around with the gr- the ring. Like basically just here is the 1950s setting. Wood will mess your stuff up. Right. And you can almost like develop little maneuvers that your ring can do outside of combat. And then you can deploy those things to do like precisely what you want it to hmm. in combat. And it'd be very much sandbox, very much you can go up you can beat this a lot of different ways, but it's it's really just how do you want the ring to to do things? I mean do you want a shark to pop out? Do you want a shark NATO to pop out? And as you level up, um the ring could be more forceful. But like any ability, ability you, you want um, is really just built up by your own imagination, or people's on the internet's imagination as time goes by. <laughs> but I, I chose the golden age because that's where the wood weakness comes in, which I felt was a little bit more like. 1950s there's a lot of wood around still then mm-hmm. okay so you you have to like be cognizant of all of that around so out of curiosity with with this game do you imagine it more of a combat game or more of it like a puzzle game kind of like the scribble mod games kind of both um like out of combat you can build these things and then go into combat how Heck, you could even have a multiplayer where you would have, um, where you'd be the Green Lantern. The opponent would just be Sinestro or something like that. Although the person you would be fighting against would see themselves as Green Lantern and you as Sinestro, and you could have your preset ring attacks go up against each other, see who'd win. Okay. I mean, it'd really just be How- whatever you could imagine. How would combat work though? So if you can make make what your ring create whatever, like like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got base... a battery. Okay, interesting. It's got a battery. It's got a strength. No. Um, so would it be one of those things like you can only summon so many things at a time? Yeah. Um. I mean, you could have a certain mat. Uh. Like dimension or like breadth of the beam 
versus the force of the beam. The bigger the object is, the weaker it'd be. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think because uh, that is my green lantern shelf right there. <laughs> and there is my lantern okay. battery. Um, I'm just. Yeah. I think you're mixing your continuities because the Golden Age Green Lantern was Alan Scott. And I yeah, I am I a little bit. I didn't think he could make constructs. I thought he just had the green flame. He had the ring, but you're also adding in Sinestro. So, I mean, you could still have the weakness if you decided, if you decided to do uh, Silver Age Hal Jordan uh, before when everything yellow was uh, a weakness i think yeah. i was going for silver age you're right you're right okay just yeah. just being able to use the ring mm -hmm. however now, you wanted would you would it be like scribble nuts where you punch in like a word and it automatically generates a pre-made asset for the, or would you be able to make your constructs like spore you know where you can make whatever you want I was thinking like various shapes that you could design, but maybe also have some type and stuff. But mostly, like you would kind of point and click while you're developing it. Mm. All right, all right. Yeah. You could like make something capture, and just have like a few hot and buttons on your controller. Oh. Uh. Like the giant fist in the baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, like if you wanted to use that, you'd have your hot buttons. And then if you wanted to switch it out, you'd have to go to the pause screen and mm -hmm. change out the hot buttons. And Yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. All right. Okay. So it would be really what you thought of beforehand and applied it to whatever problem. So, I mean, it's combat puzzle. All right. All right. Neat. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a 1950s setting. <laughs> All right, All guys. Right. All right, so based on the time here, let's do a lightning round. Let's try to keep it under five minutes here for your second okay. picks, okay? All right, all right. And I'll go first on this one here. I, I messaged some of you guys this earlier today. James, you were not one of them. But I loved Persona 5. And growing up, I loved the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion. What do you mean, I, growing up? You still do. <laughs> that's not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm thinking putting those two together and having it be the slice of life type stuff with Shinji developing relationships with his classmates, you know, Misato, uh, the, you know, his father, Gendo. Mm -hmm. And but taking a little bit of influence from like the rebuild of Evangelion series and not going just solely on what's canon. So depending on the relationships you develop and uh, you know, the direction you kind of talk to people through, it would change um, what happens. Like who becomes the pilot of the Ava? Who's actually an angel who reaches self-actualization and is alive for the end times. Things of that nature there. Okay, um, okay. 
So you would have, you know, you know, day-to-day stuff, going to school, hanging out after school, all that stuff. The combat, I would do kind of XCOM style. Because you have all these giant buildings that go up and down. Hmm, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that yeah, and then you, you could okay. yeah and then you would have the three avas you can use uh or four depending on if you're doing uh more of the uh rebuild of evangelion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um where you can then you know turn base go around but you have a limit on how many turns keeping it within the five minutes that they have for battery charge oh interesting Mm-hmm. I like that. that. That'd be really cool. The only thing I would throw in there would, uh, I don't know if I'd have you play as Shinji. I would maybe have you play as like a candidate for pilot, and uh, you mm. know, you have, yeah. you know, like a rookie, which is a great way to, you know, go from the outside in. You know, kind of like uh, Ghostbusters, the video game, which was basically the third movie, but you played as the rookie. And but you saw everything happen, and I'm just wondering if that might be you know uh, an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Kind of like uh, how uh, Kamala uh, from Avengers was the new the new one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be yeah. I, I could definitely see that, and just how you interact with Shinji, uh, with Asuka, with Rey, just mm-hmm. how that could change the course of things. And. And Atlas and uh, Pete has definitely shown that they can do risque with, you know, Catherine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've also shown that they can handle deep moral choices, but make it fun and lighthearted with Persona. Yeah. yeah so that's, I, good. that's that's where I'm at with that one. All right. No, that, that's a good one. I really like that. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll continue going in the same order. I can go. Okay, my second idea. Now, I, I have a clarification to go with this. However, um, while I love the Metroid Prime series, uh, I would love to see a really well-done third-person Metroid game that wasn't 2D. I mean 3D. Mm-hmm. I, I know Other M is a whole bag of worms. While I personally enjoyed it, I know I am in the minority with that opinion. Uh, I, there were parts I enjoyed, there were parts I didn't enjoy, but I know I'm the minority. What I would love to see, though, for a third-person 3D Metroid game, though, I would have loved to have seen it done in the style uh, or done by Crystal Dynamics, but uh, in the style when they did the previous Tomb Raider trilogy. Not the one that, you know, Rise, uh, you know, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, Shadow of the Tomb I'm talking about the one before it. I mean, Legends, Anniversary, and Underworld. I okay, felt okay. that style would have been perfectly translated for a 3D Metroid game because there was a lot more gunplay involved with that. But still having, you know, all of like the 3D vertical traversal. But one of the other big things that was a big component in those games was, you know, lock on, uh, you know, and blasting your guns. Perfectly adaptable for locking on and blasting with uh, the power blaster. Um, also having a grappling hook, like a magnetic kind of mm-hmm. grapple hook that could also be used as a lasso. 
perfectly adaptable for Samus's grapple beam. And, you know, I would love to see kind of that kind of exploration and uh, environment traversal mixed in uh, with Metroid uh, traversal as well. So, you know, you get the segments, you know, with the morph ball and all of that other, uh, you know, kind of thing. And then also they've shown that they can do like these really big boss fights with that system because there were times where, you know, she's fighting mythological creatures or even dinosaurs. So that could easily be applied to some like a fight with Ridley or Kraid. So, you know, that that's what I felt uh, would have been a great bring to it. I don't know if the, I wouldn't have it done in the style that they have it in now, but I felt that that trilogy previously was a bit more. I think you've coined the term arcadey, Tyler. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have been more appropriate for uh, a 3D Metroid game. Third person. So you had mentioned that before, and I was thinking about it here. I want to mm -hmm. ask you about a different development team to see what your thoughts on would be for this for Metroid. What if you had the developers of Bayonetta make a Bayonetta-style Metroid game? My only concern with Platinum Games, even though I love them, um, there's not. I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of exploring in them. Um, they're really good at getting that combat down, mm -hmm. and yeah, that yeah. it's fantastical. But I don't know how well I've ever seen them do yeah, like an adventure style game. So, Fair enough. Yeah. And if they did it, Samus's boots have blasters in them. <laughs> I mean, I think they did when uh, Bayonetta had uh, the Samus suit in the Bayonetta remake for the Switch. Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> I bought the Star Fox costume instead. <laughs> sure, you did. I did. <laughs> Her guns were all R wings, and they had a little keychain. Each one was a Star Fox member: Fox, Falco, Slippy, and Peppy. Nice. All right, Chris, did you have a round two? Yeah, um, I'm just kind of coming up with it, admittedly. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first one was really well thought out. I had a prop and everything, <laughs> but yeah. yeah um, what about? Let's take. Uh, one of the most like a very video gamey type movie, Pacific Rim, and make it into a video game. Ooh. And what if the team who made it? Let's just go all out, make it super weird. Let's make it the near team, the near automata team that makes the game. <laughs> wow! Wow! I oh, you have wow. my support. Yeah, and my attention. <laughs> Play that game, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And there were times, you know, when you took over like a larger mech and it was like a giant mech and a giant mech fight. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. I think it's only been adapted into like a poorly received fighter, like, you know, the Godzilla fighters that they have. Uh, is, there, is, yeah. is it really a fighter or is it a brawler, you know? Yeah. But uh, that that could be fun. That would be a lot of fun, actually. Uh, if you were to do it, I would have like I would make sure you had to have all of the uh, the Jaegers in it, like each one. Mm -hmm. 
James. All right. In the text chain earlier, which I saw your text earlier, Tyler. Uh, but um, my my joke was the uh, Jerry's Game sequel done by the people who did Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> if only just to see them like be like, the balloons and have all tons of YouTubers being like, I'm popping the balloons. But uh, in, in seriousness, maybe um, Untitled Goose Game, the, the people that did that, uh-huh. do a, uh, a Karen-type lady in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, let's call it just, just game. There you go. Exactly. Title Karen game. Yeah, that wow. is that is oh, fantastic. My gosh, ever wanted to feel what it's like to be a Karen? <laughs> Your only dialogue options are: I'd like to speak to the manager. <laughs> oh, what's the actress's name? You should get Atlanta Airport. Oh. I forget All her name. Shops. Oh God. A uh, mask for COVID? How dare you? You <laughs> should you get Jessica Walters to be the voice. <laughs> Who? Jessica Walters, uh, the mom from Arrested Development and from Archer. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, lovely. Oh, I love it. Oh, That's awesome. Okay, house, um, house, get on that. You, you can have that one for free. Uh, untitled Karen Simulator. Right. And, and and James, I want to jump off of your first joke one there. The uh, the Jerry's uh, app two. I want that to be made by Kojima Productions. Oh, nice! <laughs> uh, wow, that would certainly be something. Celebrity appearances, yep, yep, yep. Monster like energy, crazy stuff happening. <laughs> All uh, the monster energy. <laughs> no idea what's actually going on in the plot. Uh, you have ooh. to fit Norman Reedus in somehow, right? Oh yeah, and Guillermo oh. del Toro, Mads Mikkelsen. No, Norman Reedus would play Morty. Uh, 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 Red Blooms. <laughs> <laughs> It's from the reality where more where Morty is actually Norman Reedus. There we go. <laughs> infinite realities, you know, infinite hey, possibilities. Right. Exactly. Right. All right, guys. Well, before we wrap up this week, because we're a little over an hour here, I had three right. topic ideas for next week, and I wanted to run them by you guys and see which one you wanted to do next week. Okay. Okay. So the first one, there is a website. Well, let me press this. We're not really sports people, right? We're we're not big in safer, no. you know, go team sports. Hey, roller derby. Twenty nineteen March Madness. By going what is referred to as chalk, where I just took the standings, whatever number was higher, I picked that. So no, no, I'm not really a sports person. Okay. I just they, used math. There is a website that is a fantasy developer team game uh system where it takes all the games that are expected to come out this year and you recruit them as games you've developed 
and you were scored based off of their Metacritic score. Yeah. So, like, any points above uh, 70 is points for you, any amount uh, below 70 is points against you, and you have to uh, draft them like you would, like, a fancy football league. Yeah, but... And if I recall, like, it, it excludes, like, remakes and remasters, so it's That's, just... There, that is there's, correct. There's... You're just going based on the hype, right? Basically. Exactly. What do you think it's gonna mm -hmm. do? Yeah. And then you gotta you gotta guess big because say you guessed uh, Breath of the Wild two. Is that actually coming out this year, or did you just waste a big pick? I mean, do we know what Nintendo's doing this year at, at all? <laughs> so that brings me to my second idea for next week. It's been. Over a year since a proper Nintendo Direct. Not a mini, not a partnership, like a proper Nintendo Direct. Wow, it has been that long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would your dream Nintendo Direct be if it one came out within a week? What would be a realistic, like, <sighs> brain explode Direct? What would you want to see? And then the third topic might be the most fun one. What is the most controversial game op gaming opinions you have? I picked that one. <laughs> all right. I picked that one. Uh, we'll lose all five of our subscribers with that one, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I just, I just want a uh, temperature check here. No one's most controversial opinion is Donkey Kong 64 is better than Banjo-Kazooie, right? No, I, I'd nah. say they're both lovely both games, but <laughs> joking, joking. I liked them both. I'm kind of, they're about equal in my eyes. Yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. All right. So I would, it doesn't matter what we do uh, mm -hmm. personally, but uh, I'd be curious to see how the, the, the fantasy uh, thing would do and be give us some, uh, another times in the year where we could check in and mm -hmm. see how we're doing and talk about it more long-term kind of thing like we could have a oh we did this for the draft and then go to our main topic <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah tell you what i'll put a i'll uh, put a draft a draft uh like page together and we can figure out a time to do the draft okay <laughs> okay we, gonna, that that I'm won't suck at this <laughs> Well, here's what's great, Dave, is I mean, the, the the site actually has, like, what games you can choose from and what the current expected hype levels are. Okay. Yeah. I'm still going to suck at that. I, <laughs> I have no concept of how fantasy football stuff works. So no. th think less about fantasy football. I think more like Think more of this, like this. How well do you think games that have said that are coming out are going to do? Like, how well do you think Horizon Zero Dawn is going to do? How well do yeah. you think Resident Evil 8 is so, going to do? Right. And more specifically, so, how are critics going to view it? Yeah, it's it's pretty nerdy, actually. So it, I assume this is like how Kind of Funny did it, right, Tyler? That That is where I got the inspiration. Thank you, Kind of Funny. Yeah. Yeah. So this is essentially, you, you're looking for games that are going to score a, a 70 or above on Metacritic. And I think it's actually Open Critic that they use. It is, yes. It's basically the same thing and then um really what you really want is uh anything above a 90 
because then you get extra points. So you're really looking for the biggest games of the year that are going to score well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Be sure. well critically received. Exactly. Yes. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is does that matter about sales? Exactly. Exactly. So mm-hmm. we're really guessing on you know what what are the critics going to say, right? Right. So like most things, Nintendo are going to be gold, but. Mm. What's on Nintendo's docket right now? Yeah. I said most. I said most. Yeah. I... The hard part with Nintendo is going to be the fact that we just have no idea, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they, they could be... We could actually get a, a Breath of the Wild 2 this, this year, or it comes out next year, or mm-hmm. the year after that. I have no idea. The two yeah. are related. They wait until it's done most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you know they, that uh, Sony announced God of War too. I don't think God of War Ragnarok comes out this year, but if it does, it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to score below a seventy on on Metacritic. All, all it has to do is doing good. Mm-hmm. All the God of War games have been pretty good. It's just you know. There haven't any been any real misses, just ones that weren't as good as the others. Like um, the only Sparta. misses was probably um, Ascension. That's Ascension. what I'd say. God of War Ascension is the, the the true miss, I think, and that's would that's you what count the, the Would you count the PSP games? I like the PSP games. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't dislike Ascension. It just wasn't as good. <laughs> hmm. They they needed to breathe new life into the series. They they mm-hmm. did what they needed to do, right, and make yeah. Kratos an actual likable character. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Ooh. So, our topic next week. If anyone wants to write in, uh, be it on YouTube, we are on Google Podcasts officially now. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. So several places there to get, get a hold of us uh leave us a comment leave us a like you know all those things if we get enough of those things we can get sponsors <laughs> yay <laughs> all right any last comments from you guys before we close out for the day anything Help you want to plug sponsors because this isn't just a shoestring budget product podcast that would imply we had the shoestring <laughs> <laughs> this is accurate This is accurate. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's always been a pleasure. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep. And then everyone at home, thank you. Be safe. Be kind. Bottoms up.